Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olin Tangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. It's going to be a fun, casual conversation as always. Less than two weeks until the Buckeyes are playing. That's Justin Zwick. That's Nicole Cox, our good friend, our best friend from best Roosters. BFF. Best friend, excuse me, yeah. I don't want to undersell it. Anthony Schlegel, the difference in bringing that, that morning juice to the afternoon. And Michael Bennett back with us as well. So guys, we're 12 days away from finally the season opener we had to have Nicole come in to explain it. Like, there's going to be no fans in the horseshoe. So I'm going to guess that this room that we're in right here, I'm going to call it the Letterman Lounge. I, like I love it. that. Yes. I love it. It's I think, official. It's official. <laughs> um, I think the roosters all around Columbus and, all, and the rest of Ohio, Nicole, are going to be packed. So, like, everybody needs to get ready to be in here. You're going to have to get reservations. Or you have to, like, camp out at 9 a.m. to get into roosters. How's it going to work? Well, we're going to – Figure it out as we go. Okay. We are still going to abide by everything, you know, the governor's guidelines. Um, we're hoping things will lighten up a little bit. But as of right now, we do still have limited seating um, inside. But hopefully, like our patio, hopefully the weather still stays nicer so that we'll still have the patio seating. But, yes, it's a first come, first serve, unfortunately. But we are – we're just so excited the Buckeyes are playing. And people can still carry out, too. So we've – I mean, we've been really focusing on the carry out for everyone that still isn't quite comfortable coming out. Mm -hmm. And so that will be good for people watching the games at home. Yeah, I'll get your tailgate wings here at Roosters. Take yeah. them home and uh, have your own little party. Yes, and then exactly. You got, you got these unbelievable mac and cheese bites. <laughs> <laughs> that like the, the weekly uh, promo <laughs> yeah. for the mac and cheese bag. Yeah. Honestly, you could have it like this, and people could just could drive by and you could flick it yep. right I in think, their mouth. Should I start? Should I start putting it into your mouth? <laughs> That'd be amazing, right? Nicole, that's a home run. You know, that's been one of the adjustments, right? Now, Roosters just started doing the online ordering, ordering. at mm -hmm. the app, like in March and April. So, if that's how you want to get ready for game day to just come pick it up, you can do that. Obviously, we've been in here for the last couple of months. You know, not as many tables as normal, but everything's still spread out. Uh, people wearing their masks and all the TVs are on, which is the important part if you're going to come in for that noon kickoff yes. against Nebraska. Yes. What time will it open on Saturday? We open at 11 a.m. Right. As of right now, I know for Michigan, we open a little earlier for carryout. So the Michigan game when it's at noon. So, But as of right now, 11 a.m. And the Nebraska game, I believe, is at noon. It is. Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to have a tailgate at your house, what better way than – getting your tailgate on at your house and exactly to, getting roosters drive through boom 11 o'clock everything's ready it's hot yeah. I've, yeah. Done, I've done it many times for I'll my be. kids baseball team Thank the you. online ordering is easy peasy you get online mm -hmm. bing bang boom tell them where yeah. you're gonna pick it up they text you five minutes before it's ready you go yeah. in Amazing. it's easy peasy yes yes <laughs> So that is definitely something you can do in that way, because unfortunately we don't have enough space right now. But you know we're happy to provide the food for you to take it home too. So. All right, Nicole, I haven't seen you since the golf outing, so it's been a couple months. Oh. So now we actually we didn't even have a schedule to talk about then. But when you're on the show, you have to give a prediction. So, what are the Buckeyes going to do this year? You got nine games are guaranteed in the Big Ten. We know who they start with and who they finish with there with with the game on December 12th. What do you think uh, the Buckeyes are going to do this year? Oh my gosh, Austin! I don't know. I know. I, know. I, I, you, I don't know. <laughs> I am just. Spot. She knows I'm that just, I'm going to put her on the spot. <laughs> she's here. Just, I, know. I, 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 I do that. think nine and zero. I think our team, you know, was supposed to be phenomenal this year. So, and I think everybody's just so excited to have a season that I think that'll show in the way they play. What else? 
What else am I missing? What else do people need to know? That's before amazing. Uh, since you haven't seen her since the golf outing, I don't know if we talked about how we almost won the golf outing. Well, we don't need to talk <laughs> about <laughs> the tiebreaker between second well, I, and third. Yeah. I should have brought in our Somehow our, we just went down the list. We have one more to go. I don't know. We need to. Jay-Z's a little upset <sighs> that, we, that we lost the second place tie. We didn't win the event, well, and we shouldn't. We were just we were lucky you know to what? even get a spot from Nicole. We oh. had some roosters, and we had some Cheryl's cookies. It was a win. I did Thank take, you guys for I supporting did, it. Nicole, I did take four trays of, of, I, of cookies. I'm so glad you did. Cheryl's cookies is phenomenal. They're a wonderful partner as well and such a great supporter of our outing. And we, um, even in this year of COVID, we raised more than we did last year, $152,500. So thank you to everyone like for the support. Doing it. It's over, over a million, million dollars. Yeah. over a million to the James, and we couldn't do it without all of our wonderful sponsors and supporters like you guys. So thank wow. you so much. We we were thinking about next year's team already, Nicole, but like these two, they can't fill it out. Legs, <laughs> you know, like his swing. Michael Bennett, year, where he's trying. Sure he's they, they don't allow <laughs> army boots <laughs> at the course that we play at. So <laughs> legs is out. Michael Bennett's trying <laughs> out. He's getting. He's trying. He's working on his game. He wants I can to almost play, hit the ball straight consistently. Like, okay, that's good. I, I get three shots out of eighteen holes, and they go pretty well. Okay. <laughs> if there's a dress code, yeah. Then I can't play. <laughs> yeah. But that that event was awesome. Yeah. Roosters Foundation still raising money. Of course, they never stop. And they're getting ready. The season starts at Roosters next new, next week at noon. Be here or order online. Get yes. that takeout for your tailgate. Anything else, Nicole? Um, just thank you to everyone for their support during all of this and just still dining at Roosters and carrying out. And you guys being here, this feels this feels great. Yeah. So Starting to feel normal. We're going to let Nicole get out of here. She has a lot more important things to do. To <laughs> no. Yeah, a lot more football talk uh, with our guys coming on Letterman Live. Brought to you by our friends at Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. It's time to dive into that football. Like I said, we're less than two weeks away. You know that you know the training camp has been, you know, going on too long. Or we've been waiting too long for football to return when, like, the big news. By the way, Doug Worthington's back. Hey, yeah. Hey. Big Doug. Doug we, we what's going a, on? We made Hunting. a swap out, and he's, he's cleaned up he's over there. Yeah. Mr. He's looking at you for a second. That shine. We need to get something on here for the lights. The shine is a little distracting over here. Yes, man. Baby oil. Hanging out. <laughs> Doug, good to see you. Thank you. Good to be uh, seen and not viewed. So the when the big news coming out of a weekend when Ohio State is back practicing in the horseshoe is that a jersey number was changed. Mm. You know that it's time for a game, but it is pretty. It is pretty cool what happened there. Um, there is now. I don't know what you guys thought about the possibility of players wearing zero, mm. but Ohio State has dubbed it the Block O. Love it's it. going to be a tribute, uh, you know, to one of the great Buckeyes of all time, and it was given to one of the best captains that Ohio State's had in recent memory. So Jonathan Cooper will be putting on the Block O. <laughs> they presented that. First of all, I mean, Mike, a, a defensive lineman wearing yes. zero. How's that sound? I love it. I think it looks incredible. I didn't even know wearing zero was an option. And the fact that it looks like the block O is even better. Mm -hmm. And then it's honoring um, one of Ohio State's greats, Bill Willis, is even wow. better. I, I just think, man, I'm I'm kind of upset we didn't, we didn't have that tradition when I was there. I think yeah. it would be really cool. It's going to be really cool going forward to see who earns that mm -hmm. number. And I think that's going to, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, really propel guys to put their best 
best foot forward, be leaders, and try to be able to fill the shoes that uh, are required to wear that number. Well said. Yeah, I, I, um, I really like it. And in a era of college football where you see the turnover chains and all these other things that are very me-oriented, you know, you have Ohio State and the traditions that obviously with Tress and the things that we went through and the Blocko of life and, and how we went through our winner's mm-hmm. manual and watched right. the Team Up North game. And he always told us, like, know who wore your number before you. Mm-hmm. And then you have the black stripe tradition, which I think is awesome. Regardless of where who you are, Trey Sermon, you're a redshirt senior. You're coming in. you got to earn your black stripe. So, again, it's all about focusing on the team. This is 100% all about the team. It's not about you because Coop said he wore 18 because his birthday is January 8th. So, 1 and 8. That's why. But, again, that's about him when you wear the block O. Right, that number, it's not about you, but about the team and what it exemplifies. Right, and I, I believe he said toughness, accountability, and fight. Yep. And that's Jonathan Cooper. So it's just, it. it's so cool to have this new tradition. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. I, and I believe this is the first year zero is allowed. Is that, yeah, so it's the first year. So I think they've done a really, you know, it's a, it's a great, cool idea to get that zero so you're not having people fight over it because everybody wants to be that guy. Uh, you, you bring it into a tradition and you, you work it in because it does look like a block O. I right. think it's I think it's cool. I'd like to see them, you know, have a have a locker kind of in the locker room. Hey, you get the block O. You get front and center. You know, you, you're kind of the man. We look at you as that guy. And uh, I think they can do a lot with it. I think it's uh, it's great for a guy who's been there for a long time and has fought through a lot to, well to be the one um, to, to, to don it for the first time. And uh, – yeah, you know, it's gonna be weird. I, th- I mean, I think it would be a little strange to be your your senior year. You get so you know we're weird about our numbers and right. stuff. You know, you get so used to having that same number when you look at your jersey. Um, you know, from high school, from little league, all the way up. So I think that's gonna be a little strange just to see that zero out there. But you know, the meaning behind it and, and what it stands for is, is is awesome, and I think it's a, a great honor. Well said, man. Being a defensive lineman, let me hit this right where it needs to be hit at. I, I think um, number 99, um, Mr. Willis, uh, I got a chance to, like, meet him and, like, shake hands with his – and, I mean, he was a phenomenal activist and just outright just spokesman for the game when it comes down to that transition. Now, Ohio State has been having black athletes way before he came, but when it comes down to making that transition and going up to that team in Cleveland uh, with his coach, Paul Brown, you know, he was actually months before Jackie Robinson. So it's one of those things where now just looking at, you know, I mean, he, him being one of the only guys in there that did not win a uh, – uh, Heisman, right? All those other guys are Heisman guys. This guy, Bill Willis, is a defensive lineman, a Rushman, before Rushman was a Rushman. So now you get the dawn, the block hole. I really hope, selfishly, that they get to keep it in that, in that, in that, in that locker room. I hope they get to keep it in that room. With Larry Johnson, with the Rushman, you know, for, for a second, it started becoming like 97. Like you had 97, uh, David Patterson. I want to talk about David Patterson. He was a Kenny great Peterson. athlete. We played with Kenny Peterson, right? What he did in the national cha- um, with the national mm-hmm. championship. Bunt Cakes down in Canton. What's up? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to, uh, you know, Cameron Hayward that I got to play with, the Bosa brothers, 97 was like it. Mm-hmm. Now to have Jonathan Cooper, you know, maybe not even his last year. I say, Jonathan, if you hear me out here, if you're, if you're listening, I say go to the if, – if you're not a number one draft, go for another year. Maybe you can be the first one with two Blocko jerseys or something mm, like that, yeah, of that yeah. nature. But at the end of the day, it is building tradition in a place where it is needed, it is time, it's a different season, it's a different time, and I love it. And, you know, only constant has changed, so it's pretty dope, pretty sweet. Yeah, I wonder – I think there's going to be some fierce competition down the road to, to get that out of the Rushman room. I don't know right. if they're mm-hmm. able to keep it permanently. Right, I hope but, so. But all those things that you talked about, Doug, like – that's what made Jonathan Cooper a, a perfect fit. I mean, well said. The, the sacrifices that he's made, the ups and downs throughout his career, and then, you know, the choice last year. I think that's 
you're talking about a perfect example of why Ohio State looks to him as a leader is you know, taking that red shirt but choosing to play in the game mm-hmm. and not waiting mm-hmm. until the playoff or the Big Ten championship <laughs> game tells you how important it is uh, to him, everything that goes in, involved That's in being this program. So, I'd also nice. like to throw in that it is a brilliant financial decision <laughs> by the uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you <laughs> automatically that had nothing to do with it. Get out of here! <laughs> you, you automatically what are you talking tied about, not Mike? only the best play, <laughs> defensive player on your team to this number, well but it's said. the block O, mm-hmm. and it's to honor an old legend mm-hmm. of the game. I mean, and then you can just. It's brilliant. Oh, go it, Bucks! It, it go Bucks. Yeah, go Bucks. Go Bucks. There's no gave. no fans in the stands. Let's find another way. <laughs> it almost makes you wonder why they weren't already selling jerseys oh, with, yeah. with the Bronco yeah. Zero right. on it. They've been waiting they for something. They don't like to miss opportunities <laughs> to make money. Hey, the basketball team is kind of sweet. I mean, you got Selinger. You know, yeah. he had the Blanco. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was phenomenal. And then you had, um, you know, too much to ice in his veins. What's his name? The the, the point guard. D'Angelo. Evan? D'Angelo. Oh. R- R- man. So, at the end of the day, that jersey was selling out, and it looked sweet. So, mm-hmm. they'll make a good pun out. It'd be cool. And so I thought it was interesting as well, and Jay-Z brought up this point, that you guys are weird about your numbers. For sure. So go down the line. How did you guys wind up with your numbers? Ooh, this is good. What made it personal? Fun casual conversation. Or if Mm -hmm. it got taken away from you? Well, mine was 63, which is a random number for a D lineman. You're back there, too. I see you. Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I was really roundabout. I'm pretty pragmatic. I wanted to be – I grew up playing basketball, and I was number 30. Okay. And then – when I got to football, I was two pounds over the weight limit, so I couldn't have anything under uh, 60. <laughs> so then I was just like, well, I'll just double it. And so I went to 60, and I got to high school, and uh, a senior had 60, so I went to 63 because I was an offensive lineman. And then I stuck with 63. There you go. Did anybody else have it when you got here, or did you have to fight for it? <coughs> wait for no, it? it was open. Right. I mean, 63 might be one of the most beautiful numbers, but for some reason it wasn't claimed to you. <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, mine was easy, 51, Dick Buckness. <clears throat> so, I mean, I absolutely love watching him play the football, play football, and pretty simple, 51. <laughs> no competition for that either? No. That's surprising. 51 That's and 63, just two uh, yeah. pure sexy numbers right Well, there. I mean, in college, guys like the third – at Ohio State, it was the 30s, right? Yeah. I mean – uh, 36, right? So well, and when you got here, all the yeah. the big time players had their numbers. You know, I mean, yeah, AJ I had his, him. Bobby had, had his. You know, I mean, it, it, nobody 42. had it. Yeah. I was just looking. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah that's that, pretty that's easy. That's my number. I mean, that's what are we talking number. about? Yeah, I uh, I grew up. My brother wore 12, and you know, I grew up with that. Uh, somebody did have it when I came to Ohio State. Funny story. Official visit. Nugent's hosting me. Mm. We may have had a couple <laughs> adult cocktails. Right. And I just found out that I wasn't going to get to have number 12 coming in as a freshman. Uh Uh-oh. And I said something along the lines of, screw it, Tennessee will give me 12. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Kid you not. Now, I wasn't wasn't doing anything. I already already recruited half the class that was coming with us. I was coming to Ohio State. But uh, I'll never forget the next day I get a phone call from Michael Jenkins (laughs) at home. I'm sleeping. Because I had to catch up on that. And uh, I'll never forget him just, you know, apologizing. I'm like, dude. I'm so sorry I even said anything. Like, it's all good. But, yeah, I finally got it back at Ohio State, but I bounced around a little bit. There you go. Um, but you just, you just become used to, to seeing it. But, yeah. I, I never took Jay-Z as the diva recruiter. Oh, I, I, well, <laughs> hey. that's, a, that's a quick line. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I no. Tennessee would give me 20. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know. About it a little bit. Yeah, the, hot, the hot shot senior quarterback, yeah. you know. You, you, I was feeling myself a little bit back then. Ohio State didn't budge, though. Did you, no, it, no. It, it wasn't uh-uh. what happened. All right. Well, <laughs> well, go on down to Knoxville. Enjoy yeah, what right. happened. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 84 for me, um, kind of like a romance thing, man. I was like a, a high school sweetheart, thank you. So my, my girlfriend was number four 
I mean, she was she was born in in uh, the fourth month, which is March, right? I get hit in the head, so don't. Oh, April. 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 She's born in April. There you go. See, there you that, have it. Or April, right? So my high school number was number four, right? Little shout out on the football field. Um, then we we're still cool. We we're still friends. My my birthday is in August, so it's eight, so eighty four. Okay. Um, so that's where that came from, and it was real random. Um, and I was actually not fighting over, but I was actually trying to give it back to Lawrence Wilson because Lawrence was actually looking a little bit later. He was kind of going to Florida. I actually seen him down in Florida with Urban Meyer when it came down to recruiting, and he wanted, you know, he had eighty four in high school. I was like, do you want it back? He's like, no, I'm cool. I'm gonna get eighty seven because that's the year I was born, and uh, that's my little tidbit for the jersey number. Yes, it's. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys had pretty straight, other than Jay-Z threatening to go yeah. the SEC, <laughs> like this was pretty straightforward. I didn't get any of the truly crazy stuff about guys who really wanted it or, you know, threatened to leave or tried to, you know, yeah. pay pay somebody else to get their jersey number. You guys had it easy. Well, I mean, once again, if 63 was more in demand, then I would have <laughs> had those stories. Yeah. <laughs> was it a 63 on offense? Was it like an offensive lineman 63? Uh, in high school it was. I'm I didn't play about, much D-line in, in – Okay, I'm talking about at Ohio State because, you know, sometimes you shared numbers when you had, like, 60s. I don't remember anybody – I think Ben – I think Ben Person had 63. Yeah, there's only one person yeah. who wore 63 before me. Wow. Yeah. Is that right? How Which is that really makes it that, not – That's been – who, who, who has it now? Did <laughs> you make really it popular sure. enough that somebody wanted that's, to grab so 63 now? my goal was when I got there. It was like, you know, obviously everybody wants 97 and 91 and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, if I can make 63 sexy, I did my job. Because I came in wanting to be the best D-lineman. There you go. And I don't know if I made it sexy – but at least I think people recognize it a little bit more. Yeah. There you go. I think it's retired. I don't think anybody <coughs> got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. So it's hanging nice. in the rack. Larry Johnson yeah. and Urban Meyer said, that's it. That locker's cleaned this, out. This 63. guy's captain. He won a national championship. It's done. That's it. It's going to be years. And then when they do the double zero, they'll be like, that's going to be in tribute of Michael Bennett. Mm. Austin, what was your number hey, back in the you day? Go write some sci-fi novels, man. <laughs> I appreciate. Mm. it. I was thirty-three. You were thirty-three. Yeah, and then like the Larry Bird. So you still find it in like uh, you know my email accounts and all yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, no doubt. So you guys, I, I know how it's like to have it. I mean, it's been a long time since I needed to put on a uniform, but you know the golf balls have thirty-three on it, which have some meaning. Can okay. Put that up on those on Taylor Mays. <laughs> Is that what you Trophy ones with the okay. thirty-three. Oh yeah. So, He's trying to yeah. put that on. Yeah, I know. Must be nice, right? And Schlegs knows, like, that's, you know, in Wyoming, and it's af- after our state championship in golf, like, they're just, you know, retire that 33 for <laughs> there you golfers, go. So There's a 33, Tyler's 33 in the uh, trophy just case. In the trophy <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just, I think they just, they recognize how important it was to me. And they, mm. it's an Wyoming it's an really puts out a lot of He's great golfers out today. there. A lot of great athletes. Because you got to, you are playing at altitude, you got to deal with the wind, so you got to, you know, do I got to cut it through this? wildlife running through the course when you're out there playing. Schlegs just found out on Thursday. Yeah, it's big time. That I was from Wyoming. Oh. No. So and he, it's, it's on. It's on <laughs> After all these fun, casual <laughs> conversations. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure that it's been brought up before, but he just didn't care. But didn't it's care. on. The, I wasn't listening. It's on the record now. So on Thursday night at Irvin's, he said it, is, he said it on, on video. Wow. I respect you so much more now. I do. Just because I came from Wyoming. <laughs> yep. That was go. a big win for me. Yeah. <laughs> what, is the, what, what is the Wyoming respect? Like, what are you re- – like, just the uh, – I just had a lot of great memories in Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, when you go to the Air Force Academy and you're in Colorado Springs, you want to go cut loose. I mean, this is what happened. When you go to the Academy, like, hey, we're going to go out on the weekend and you really can't do a lot of stuff. We'd go up to Castle Rock 
and go to a place called Bar. Like that okay. was it. It was just Bar. Bar, nice. And we go up there and you get hit on by a bunch of you know a bunch of fifty plus <laughs> year old woman, and then and then you know you're having some cocktails, and then you go down to Walmart and walk around and like play hoops and stuff. There you go. And then you go look at the diesel trucks, and then you go back. But if you actually had a weekend, we would rent a Daewoo or something like that, and we go up to Frontier Days. Uh. And and go listen to live music and watch bull riding and stuff in uh, Laramie, Wyoming. That and it was like a place. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. It was super cheap. You just go out there. You're dancing around on the. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, throw a little sawdust on the ground. You're good to go. There yeah, you go. Laramie, Wyoming. A lot of us. Frontier want, days. A lot of us wanted to go south to Colorado to try and find some more entertainment. Yeah, mm. we went this up. Is the, this is the first time I've ever heard people getting away. Everybody going north. There's a bunch of stories. Oh my goodness, I can't. Sure, you got in no trouble back in the day. No zero trouble. Yeah, zero. Zero trouble. But that was good for me. Okay, so. You're we asked, welcome. We asked Nicole early. It's, we're, we're at this point. So next week we're actually going to be able to talk mm-hmm. about Ohio State and Nebraska. Those will Can't be, wait to talk about that one. Those will be game predictions. How about this week in football? Where do you want to go, Schlegs? Oh, what do you got? Goodness. It's been drunk. It doesn't make huh? sense. You want to you talk about Texas and the, and the We horse? can talk mm. about that. Ooh. We could talk about it. We could talk about all of them getting that beat was down. We had a couple of old school Ohio State quarterbacks down at that Texas game. I saw online. Yeah, yeah they went down to support, and uh, Tom, they didn't talk Tommy. to the team beforehand or something. Came I don't know. Disappointed. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know, guys. We've talked. I don't want to beat the, the Longhorns conversation into the ground, but I don't Go know. Go ahead. How, I don't know how Tom Herman has a job. Be able to survive this now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah. I know it's pretty early. I also know that. Uh, that'd be a huge financial expenditure in the middle of a pandemic when there's not a lot of revenue coming Ooh, in. So maybe big. there'll be more. Oil's, oil's taking big. a hit. Well, yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> the- I think it's. I think it's a big question on how much do people are people taking this season seriously? seriously. Yeah. Right. Because that's everybody huge. understands. I mean, it's not just Texas right now that's kind of looking out of sorts. Everybody who's been playing, it's a toss-up who's going to win. Yeah. Nobody really knows what's going on. It doesn't look like college football that we've grown to accustomed to seeing. And so it definitely, you know, if you want to be considered a top-tier coach, then you should still be able to get your guys going on no matter what the circumstances are. But I think it just depends on if – are you really going to judge Tom Herman on the most difficult circumstances Mm. college football has seen in its its position? I don't think you judge him on that. I think you judge him on, what, six or seven losses to unranked teams since he's been there, right? I mean, it seems to be a thing that's happening year in and year out. So, yes, this year is a little strange. But you're still coming down to the end of, you know, I mean, he could have lost two in a, two in a row there, right? I mean, I think yep. the, well, the week before Missouri was or something like they, that. But almost almost, almost got to be Texas like Texas Tech. Tech no, right? Texas Tech, and yeah. If you look at it, him in that rivalry, he's one and four in the rivalry. Mm-hmm. He, the That's other true. thing is you had Jimbo Fisher get his signature win mm-hmm. versus, versus Florida at home. So it's one thing, you know, misery loves company. Uh, and it's like, okay, so we're here we are at Texas. A&M is not doing anything. We're not doing anything. So, you know, we could pump the brakes a little bit because they got $75 million invested in Jimbo Fisher. We got all this money tied up. And now, to your point, too, Michael, you got Chris Ash that comes in, your defensive coordinator. You don't necessarily have spring ball. You don't have the time to get all your guys acclimated to the scheme of which we want to do. You had that at Oklahoma. Your coaches have been there. The offense is rolling. The yeah, the, the offense is producing. Uh, except I mean, how many ball. times have we had to hear how their offense is rolling? Sam Ellinger is not. He's not he, he is not the answer. I mean, he's, well, he's not rolling he's because not that if, good you, of a if you watch that game, if you watch that game, <laughs> I think he completed zero of twenty over ten yards. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, now, that, granted, and that's I Tom's think, offense too. Yeah. I think they love the quarterback run. They, yeah, they love. I yes. like to play both sides because Ellinger. What did he have six touchdowns in that game? No, like, he did not. Well, he. I think he had. Well, he had five, but most of them were running. 
Well, he knows, those are legs, touchdowns. His legs, you see 50 yeah, points on the scoreboard. Okay, let's go back. Right. But his he ain't going to have. kept him in the game, but it was not won by Sam. It was also lost by him as he yeah. threw the pick on second down, didn't need to go through the end zone, rolling to his right, threw a pick. His problem is turnovers and putting the defense in bad situations. But again, when you have turnovers, when you have defensive penalties, when you're not playing really good defense, like that, that is a coaching issue. We saw it in 2018 with our defense. When you look at that, same type dudes. Well, the 2018 at defense, that reminds me. Uh, Somebody who? Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Well, no, that was Shiano. Well, well, he was. They was, was a yeah, they were still that. there, right? Bring yeah. out, call them. But anyways, mm. going back to that, it's not necessarily the players themselves; it's the coaching for guys all to be on the same page. We're seeing all this offense in the NFL too, like mm-hmm. not having training camp, not having OTAs, not having spring football, not knowing who your guys are. It, you're going to be at a deficit, but it's really showing the separation of the elites of the elites. You look at, we had a big-time game. You had Clemson and, and Miami, Mm-mm. one versus seven, yeah. right? Be absolute beat down, right? De'Ara King, guess what? Yeah, you can run the ball, great, but you're not passing it on us. And they got a bunch of new dudes on defense, yeah. but there's continuity in the staff, and they know how to prepare, and they've seen it, right? Then you go and watch this Alabama team, who, again, next week they got Alabama-Georgia. That's going to be a game. That's gonna be and good. you go and you have Ole Miss – you know, the chunky Lane Kiffin on the sideline. He is chunky. Going, I know, yeah, man. I know what happened. COVID-30. Yeah, going I guess, real, I guess so. <laughs> but that being said, like, they were they were right there. Like, hey, we can't stop them, so we're going to onside, surprise onside kick them, and we didn't get it. They get beat, I think, 63 to 48. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but we're seeing bad defense. by Nick Saban, though. Let's that, that's a lot on that defense. Back to that. Let's put a pin in that one. We'll, okay. And we'll come back to that. All right, go that. back. Doug wanted in. He was going crazy down there. Man, I'm over here, man. You guys are having some good dialogue. Sheesh. Uh, <laughs> um, when it comes down to it, in my opinion, you know, when you talk about Texas, when you talk about Texas, they, they are who we thought they were. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we've seen it time in and time after again. If they let Herman go, like, who are they going to get out there? Who's in the landscape of getting college football coaches? That's going to want a job. Oh, they're going to talk about Urban? Now, that'll be like some resurrection of some resurrection. Here we go. Let me come down hey, on staff and be a motivator. I don't, whatever I need, I'll be a ball boy down there. I would love to see it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like that program, as, a, as, as historic as it is, Texas football, no pun. I'm sorry. You know, you came Go up on. here. But at the end of the day, it has not produced the way that it should have. And, and, you know, Charlie Strong, the one thing about Herman, he can definitely say that he left the program a little bit better than when he found it. You know what I mean? Just a tad bit. But that's not saying much. So the Big 12 in a whole is like, man, you got to kind of wrap them up and put them in an area and just kind of say they are who they are um, and appreciate what the elite has done. Now, when it comes down to Miami, Miami has kind of been who they are too. So, like, the Clemson doing their job against Miami was dope. It was awesome. Like, I, I appreciate seeing that speed on the edges. Clemson looked like they could turn it on. The weeks before, they kind of struggled in ways. But at the end of the day, we know who the programs are. I'm glad that we're getting geared up um, and, and put our best foot forward. So, it's fun. I think the lack of defense in the Big 12 goes against the fact that your offense is not built on toughness. We run the spread at Ohio State, but it's also a tough, physical, pound-the-football spread. We're running the power. We're running inside-outside zone. We're doing all this. Our inside drills are really, really tough. There's no way to mimic being tough and physical at the point of attack without doing that mm-hmm. in practice all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why I think in the Big 12 you see all these guys playing spread. Well, their, their defense goes against them outside of the season. So guess what you're getting? Soft defenses, unless you truly practice, run the football physical tough in your face practices. Like that just so, doesn't happen. I, I think we, we hit on this uh, last week or two weeks ago that – Defense, in my mind, the way I play defense, the way I've always liked it to be coached, is it's about violence. Mm-hmm. You, you can make up for mistakes, and we're seeing a lot of mistakes across 
college and professional football on the defensive side of the field because they haven't much had, had much time to prepare or come together as a team. And you can make up for those mistakes by hitting the offense harder. Right. You've, got this, you've got these prolific offenses in the Big 12, tons of talent, exactly what you've been talking about. Nobody wants to run a route if you get hit every time you run a route. Um. Nobody wants to drop back and throw it if you're getting a helmet through your chest every time. Nobody wants Watch to do that. these little cute plays if you've got to worry about losing your chest every single time you do them. And I don't see that in the Big 12. I, I wasn't – when I watch those games, I don't see someone, you know, really getting punished for running their route. I don't see a running back just getting – we stopped Melvin, uh, Melvin Ingram, not – or not Melvin Ingram. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. 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 Not because, you know, we had just – well, we had pretty good talent. Yeah. But every time he got hit, <laughs> every help. time he got hit, he got hit by five people. We, well, we were right. – You made him feel it. Silver bullet. You, right. you, we were told – you know, not necessarily by coaches, but hold him up, yeah. let someone else tag mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sure. – it was by coaches. But, <laughs> but that's – you know, you don't, I don't see that in the Big 12. They wrap people up and then they mm-hmm. get up and they kind of walk away. There's no violence. There's no aggression from the defense specifically. Yeah. So then all you're doing is making mistakes and hoping that you can out-athlete people. And I don't think that's the soul of defense. So, so my take is that, like, when those guys started playing, um, when, they, when they went right into the trenches, into the season, they've kind of came off that type of – soft, lackluster. Maybe it is because of practice. Maybe, and I know we've already kind of destroyed them, but maybe Kevin Warren giving them a bunch of weeks until the season actually happened was a good thing. I mean, those guys were still doing voluntary um, um, workouts, voluntary things. They were still getting after it. You've seen the highlight tapes and things of that nature. It was crazy. And now they had almost a mini camp to just put the pads on. So then my next question is, how are those pa- how are those practices constructed right now? How much energy is put being put into those one on one battles and to those seven on sevens? And then when it comes down to the real mano y mano, when it comes down to the, the inside drills and the, and the seven on sevens and the double teams, how much is those rush mans really getting after the passer right now? Is those growings getting that type of attention when it comes down to stretching, bending, moving? Are you guys taking on real double teams? Are you guys really getting to the thick of things? It's about to get cold. It's about to be different, especially for linemen. Mm-hmm. Violence with, with, with linemen is going to be a little bit different and I think Ohio State and even the Big Ten is a little bit of a, a step up when it comes down to that 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 area. I'm just glad that nobody was on video predicting that Miami would upset Clemson on Saturday. Ooh, who, did so who, did who did it? Who did it? Zach? I'm just glad nobody Say his name. Zach Did he? He was right on AM though. That was me. That was me. I was dumb enough. I threw up the U and everything. Like Oh, that was you. Zach makes I, would, no, no, I think Some Zach with off, you on man. that one. Did he? Uh, did you have the turnover chain? You brought that out and I just made, put it on? I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did. So, you know, yeah. the other thing about Texas, too, is, and this is where I don't think, if there was somebody to be it, it would have to be an Urban-esque guy. Mm-hmm. Because, no, no, he's not. But I'm not, like, a guy that could actually Matt do a really, Campbell. a guy that, Matt mm-hmm. Campbell would be a really good guy, mm-hmm. or There's a Luke guys. Fickle. Think about how much it's a guy, Urban Meyer would gain from going and taking Texas and doing what he did at Utah and Florida and Ohio State. You, that means you just dominated almost every major conference in college mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing Urban likes, it's having his name in lights. And to coach football. They actually You're right behind him right there. Yeah, but I, I don't know, That's man. Not a bad I, thing. I, I don't. It's, I know. Not, it's wants, not as good. He wants to establish his, his – uh, I don't care what he says. I feel there's a still a small part of him that – 
Dude, would like to go coach. I think at he the would right do situation. It. Probably, well, yes. Texas, right, one of the biggest football. programs in the country, is going to say, nice "Hey, weather, we got a nice." Shelly loves the sunshine. You can. She can take her flamingos down there. You can. You can. Is this happening though, Mike? Just rumors. Just rumors. In your opinion, in your heart of hearts, you said some great passionate statements. Just you did, man. You just said some craziness. That was awesome, though, because at the end of the day, that I only got a chance to be around him. I got recruited by him. But the way that he sets things up, like he knows, like when it comes down to allure and when it comes down to legacy and when it comes down to the Urban Meyer and, and what he wants. I mean, his, his job is the Notre Dame job, and, and those guys are doing okay, that craziness. But when it comes down to that type of program in Texas, if you did something in a five- to ten-year span where you Man. turned something around, that would be my well, – Urban you think Meyer it, loves Ohio State. Oh. You think it would be a cherry on top that he took – Tom Herman's job, and mm. then maybe brought Listen, them yeah. back. I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Listen, know. I think Urban uh. Meyer loves Ohio State, so it also it wouldn't be a crazy thing to have him stick around here and do his stuff in Columbus. But I think Urban Meyer is a competitor. I think he's somebody that always has an eye on his legacy, yep. and you have a major college football team that is struggling it in a major a, state, a major in a major market, and mm -hmm. in a major conference. A major conference. And Urban Meyer, I. I I have, you know, he might sit there and people ask him. He'd be like, "No, not not in a world, and not, mm -hmm. never, never." That man has no his eyes open on Texas. Mm -hmm. Ten years, no, hey, he does. ten years, hundred million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. How do you say? How do you say no? How do you say no? Yeah, hook him. <laughs> Isn't that what they were going to give Saban when they were trying to hire him away yeah, the last I mean, time they went through this? I think that's huge. They're going to pay whatever. Yeah. But it's yeah. October twelfth, and I can't believe we're talking about Urban Meyer already. <laughs> it just happened. It's I guess it's never really stopped since the moment that that he retired. Mm -hmm. Make sure this is on camera. Yeah. the hardest. All the predictions are unfortunately. Yeah. Hardest thing to do that though is a lot of his guys are still here mm -hmm. in Ohio State. He didn't want Mickey. So I think. They, they, yeah. And again, I don't think those guys want to go. I agree. I mean, yeah. they are so. I mean, like Coach Day has done a great job putting the stamp, his stamp on this program. Mm -hmm. They're coming. Like that's the one thing people don't know. They'll realize, like, yeah, the head coach. You see what they make, but you also forget about the quality of life for the coaches that are here now. Right. Your kids are here. They're in school. They're you're in the community. You're doing all these different things. Like, do I really want to go uproot my family and go down there for the opportunity? But what is the opportunity really going to give me mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily that I don't have, have here? Yeah. Right here mm -hmm. again. Hey, guess what? Just come talk to me because Austin, the traffic is absolutely crazy. It's a mess down. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you got you got the hill country, and it's absolutely beautiful. And we'll go hog hunting; it'll be amazing. So but that being right said, the interstate we'll go to Green Hall. We'll hang out. We'll float the river in the Guadalupe. Yeah, so, it's so amazing. Do you think Urban Meyer can do what he does without Mickey Marotti or Mark Pantoni or, or yeah, Voltolini? And that, that that goes into the thing. Like, I mean, Volt Volt is the DFO. Okay, mm -hmm. so. Right. You already got Fernando that's already down there who was already here. Texas. Mm -hmm. And he was already down okay. there, Tom, too. So uh -oh. that'd be like DFO. Uh -oh. Yeah, that's fine. Just so Tom Herman. The hardest, the hardest yeah, thing right. for him would Step be down. the hardest that. thing yeah, for him would be yeah. for straight coach, <laughs> for his position coaches, you know, not going on the loyalty but looking at the, the best and the brightest yeah. that is out there that can also recruit. The hardest thing about the state of Texas when it comes to recruiting – the hardest thing that comes it's with the strength coach. Yes. Strength coach. Yeah, I'm bring it back. <laughs> you bring that, he'll bring he that morning it. juice. He just Herman. thought about going uh, home. He just, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. The hardest thing about recruiting Texas is that you are Texas. Ohio State has done a great job in saying, you know what, we might pass on a guy that's a four- or five-star guy here, but he just doesn't fit our program. Mm -hmm. But if you go look at – it's okay if they miss once or – down there, like, you can't miss because – the competition is so fierce in that one particular state because not only are you battling with A&M in the SEC, but LSU and the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Oklahoma, right? right? And the Texas Techs and the Baylors. All, I mean, all, Baylor, Texas, and then A&M. I mean, honestly, it's like a triangle. I mean, you're right there fighting for all the, all the five-star and four-stars that are down there. And then 
all right, I got a five-star, so I'm going to take him, but he doesn't really fit what we do or fit our program, and he's kind of iffy as far as character, but I have to take him just so he doesn't go to, go to Baylor and beat me, which has happened. Right, that's deep. And, and, and yeah, that, but if you're Urban Meyer down there, you're hard. getting the guys you want, but that's right? It, but <laughs> it, it, it's going to cost them. They, <laughs> they have to get, like to your point, I believe, they have to get that name that's going to surpass mm-hmm. everybody else from saying, yeah. I'm going to go to Alabama yeah. or AM because I've seen what this guy has done and mm-hmm. what they're doing at Ohio State and how they're producing guys in the league. Ooh, like they're gonna have, it. It's called it's a value, value prop. It's, yeah. they got to have a new value prop down there. Yeah. Whereas I would love to see Matt Campbell, and I think he would do a great mm-hmm. job, yeah. or a Luke Fickle in that program because they're no-nonsense guys. Yep. They're going to have to have somebody that differentiates Texas from all the other guys. That's going to be by hiring a big-time mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. that they know they can get it done. Guess who but doesn't they, know what Matt, who Matt Campbell is? Most people. <laughs> right. yep. If you're not an Ohio oh, State yeah, fan, yeah. you wouldn't know much about mm-hmm. Luke, Coach Fickle. I mean, he has done great things at Cincinnati, so you'd have to be a college football fan. You might not know anything about football. You know who Urban Meyer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely do. I, I think that Texas also – I mean, they. I think they've learned this lesson recently that – they believe that's what, who they need to hire and that people should line up to do that, to come be the coach in Austin. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, the list is Belichick, Saban, and Urban Meyer. One of those three <laughs> guys is going to be the coach. But the reality is it's you just outlined why that job yeah. is much harder yeah. than it used to be. It is so hard. And you, won't, you can offer those guys $100 million, and I don't think that they will jump at it. For Urban specifically, <clears throat> I find the odds of Mick – uh, Pantoni and Stamper going to Austin right now very, very low. Okay. And they also ex- are extremely happy working with Ryan Day. And the quality of life is different than what it was under <clears> Urban. <throat> that can grind you out. It's bumpy. Schlegs, you know what it is. <laughs> like, it you can know, wear you, you out. Yeah, it can wear you out. You have to absolutely love it. And it is different because it's different too now. It, when you go and you take over a program, and I saw it. I was there day one from when there you are in year five. Right, it looks different, mm-hmm. but you had to indoctrinate the guys mm-hmm. in the coach. You, I mean, honestly, and there, there's nothing against trust, but when somebody comes over, it's just like taking over a new business. Like you have to go in there and everything, all the, all the relationships and all the dialogue and all the language that you had in the old regime, regardless of business, it could be business, it could be football, it doesn't matter. You have to go eradicate it from the vocabulary and set the new standard. Well, guess what? That means taking three steps back and breaking you, breaking you down. From, to the very basics as to these are the standards and expectations here at Ohio State now. Yep. Not that it wasn't good in the past. It doesn't matter, but it's about the here and now. When you go do that, in people, everybody model. has to – listen, when you go do that, everybody has to be on board. Uh, but and, those, and those things – sorry to interrupt, but those, go, thing, but those things that you're talking about, Urban has to want to do them as well. That, that's real, man. And For so, sure. Michael, you went through this. The things that they're describing and the way that Urban works – that's just the health is a thing that it, I think people forget about and diminish. It's legitimate. I think yeah. it's a seven year. You have to get cleared. But yes, yeah, yeah. you remember what it's like when he takes over and the changes that have to oh, be made. It's not like, going to be fun. It's not like you just inherit Texas as is and he's not going to change things, even though Tom Herman is doing a lot of things the Ohio the same State way. Like, that's, that's a heavy lift on him as well. I don't know how Tom Herman established himself when he first got there. When Urban first got to <clears> Ohio State, he burned the place down. I mean, you, you were there. You understand what I mean. 5 a.m., man, in when the I snow. Said, I remember. not allowed to go into the <laughs> locker room until you prove that you earn – or until you earn the right to put on Ohio State clothes. I, you know, we had to work out in just our own workout equipment in the snow, bear crawling 200 yards at 5 a.m. It was nuts. Mm. And he got – some guys quit. Some guys, you know – but uh, most of the guys who were struggling, who had failed drug tests, all that kind of stuff – 
Straight net, straight arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you have to do that. Ur- I know that if Urban ended up going to Texas, which once again, this is all just oh, yeah. you're not a fun, it's a fun casual. Yeah, he's gonna burn Texas down and rebuild it in Urban Meyer's image. Now, I, I do, truly do think that a huge key to Urban Meyer's success is Coach Marotti. Mm-hmm. And if he can't get Coach Mick, then I think the prodigal <laughs> son of Texas must return. Anthony Slade. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Breaking all that. kinds I of news that. here. Oh, it's so crazy. I, love, love it. I will tell you what. The thing that people don't realize is there was a lot of guys that are on that team when he took over. And, again, you can go into a program and say those type of things when you just come off of a 6-7 and seven season getting beat by Florida in the Gator Bowl. Yep. Like, that's not to the level of standard of excellence at Ohio State. Mm, right. So he did burn it down. But there was a lot of big-time guys that are playing in the NFL right now that are big-time dudes that if it wasn't for him coming in and locking their crap in mm-hmm. they wouldn't be playing or wouldn't have been drafted or wouldn't be at the level which you're playing now well if he didn't do that because right. sometimes that's where people everybody wants to be buddy buddy sometimes mm-hmm. all of us need somebody to come look you in the face and say you're a bag yep you're you're not doing what's right for yep. your teammate yep. right you're making batch and again this happens man it can age, happen right. with grown men we're all right here it could be with somebody in their marriage it could right. be how they handle their kids it could be how they're doing their business if you don't have somebody that can come up there and be honest with you and transparent and say here's where you are right now go change it because we all have an ability to change and there was a lot of guys on that team that were cheating the system mm-hmm. they were cheating their teammates they were cheating Ohio State cheating they were there the for comp tickets and yeah. sweats and they were complacent and they were complacent mm-hmm. and that need to be eradicated from the system and that's just how he went about doing because having real hard conversations like that don't always get it done mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta put them through the adversity and say do I really want this mm-hmm. well if you do guess what it's gonna be special and oh, that year hurt. they went 12 and 0 yep. Yep. wouldn't have done that if they didn't have the the foundation, right? Because that was Michigan State's locker room. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was Michigan State, the Chalice game. Oh my goodness, the Chalice. Yeah, it was crazy <laughs> it was talk. Yeah, but anyways, that started in January. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. There's no lucky Buckeye in your pocket, right? Or Buckeye shirt you're wearing in your pads. Or co- iron. Yeah, man. It comes through adversity and training. Mm. Jay Z's, are, are, are you getting warm over there? I'm just, no, I'm oh, thinking about. Guys. I'm, I'm thinking about snow and 200 yard. Uh, oh, you know, oh, bear crawls. I, I, I need more heat. coffee. Hey, the best. I just thought the heat was resonating oh. off Schlegs you right now. <laughs> the Ohio State football players up. on campus because we're all walking with a wall because oh. our legs. Oh. I believe it. That how about Zach Bourne? Zach Bourne was the best. He's down there in Zach's captain shoe. You can't break us. You can't break us. John Simon's like, shut up. I'm already broke. Right. You know, like John, John's just there. Boy. Yeah, John just does it, man. John yeah, doesn't yeah. care. He's yeah. just a grinder. Yeah, yeah. But then you got Zach. You can't break us. <laughs> John's just. I, I mean, I'm just sitting back there in the straight. Sometimes I couldn't even laugh. Right. I'm laughing under my breath. Right. Right. I'm hoarse. I can't even talk. Uh, like, what's wrong? With you? I don't know. So that's actually how my voice became raspy because I had to speak from my stomach. <laughs> I had to bring it out and present my. Bring bro. them out. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. man. That's what happened. Man, flutter kicks in the snow. Yeah. Lunges. Week. Remember that? That oh, was so crazy. We to do pull-ups on those ice-cold bars. Oh, it was amazing. I thought, I, dogs. <laughs> yes. Oh I thought it was going to be like, uh, what's that movie where somebody stuck their tongue on there? <laughs> yeah, uh, Christmas, Dumb and Dumber? Christmas that's the Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah I can definitely. It is called story. a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah Christmas story. story right. Yeah, but that's where, I mean, those were from Woody. I mean, like, uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was something else. It was awesome. But I tell you what, though. It was you awesome guys, for you, yeah. You guys were close. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't awesome, I'm sure. He was probably 
treason. How is it awesome for me? So you got to go out there. One, it's at five o'clock in the morning. So that means you got to be in there at four o'clock in the morning. Damn. Yeah, that sounds great to me. No, it doesn't. Schlegs right? is one of my. And then, and then you, gotta, you just took a job where you have Schlegs, to be up at four. You want to talk about <laughs> is one of my favorite coaches my freshman year. And then for that week mm-hmm. where you know, because all the coaches had to be on board with Urban, I hated Schlegel for probably a good month or two, and then he became. Yeah, tell him how you favorite. really feel. Then he no, became yeah. one of my. Tell favorite him how you really feel. Yeah, I no, did. I let him know. It's fair. It's fair. He doesn't pull any punches right here. Became my yeah. favorite again. Yeah, here's a, here's a real situation. Like people don't realize this. So I mean, like I come to Ohio State. Coach Tressel calls me up. I take Luke Fickle out hawk hunt. Boom. Guess what? He killed a pig, and I had a job. Nice. So I moved my family up here, right? And then I got here Get in January. And then three months later, Tress resigns. Like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, my wife and family are all moving up from Texas because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be here. I don't know who the head coach is going to be. We had fixed year. I right, guess what? We're not buying a house. Why am I going to buy a house? I don't even know if I'm going to have a job. Mm. Right? So then you go through that. Now I got my wife and two kids, and she's pregnant because that's what happens when you're just all cooped up in an apartment. Boom, you just have kids. Right? And now I'm waiting on to see who's going to be the next guy. In, in comes, uh, you know, Urban, and I, I get retained. And then what? Guess what? Now we can finally buy a house nine months later wife two kids she's pregnant living only tangy commons yeah that's real that's the <laughs> life of a of a third tier assistant straight coach you lived in the oc in 2012 i lived in the oc man that's where you lived in 2011 2011 you guys see each other at the pool parties I, apparently i saw, I saw some guys on the i mean my, pool yeah i'm sure you did only tangy has changed a lot from when i was in college and i was like steph they really upgraded she's like hey what color, what color are the cabinets i was like what do you mean She's like, yeah, so I could get the matching things to put in there. You know, yeah. we don't know how, we're gonna, how much, how long we're gonna be in there. I'm like, yeah, that kind of, you know, multicolor, you know, wood, <laughs> or whatever. No, they were multicolor for real. And uh, we had a swing set out there. It was like one swing. I mean, one slide. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there it is. That's that's you guys. Hey, boom. I'm from. It was Wyoming. amazing. I lived at the OC. Schlegs is really starting to bond with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Right I'll tell you. We're making progress. Yeah. And you're a golfer. <laughs> yeah. Well, Goodness. I'm going to work on his golf game. He's going to go I'm, take me out. You know what? What do you clothes. shoot? What's your What's your handicap? <clears throat> I don't have a handicap right now. Are you good? Yeah, you got to handicap it up. Hey, Jay-Z what, what is he? He's what is good. Like what? Like what? I'd probably give him what eight, nine, ten. Okay, somewhere in that range. I mean, that might be high. I go put on a pair of combat boots. Yeah, he'd be all right. I beat you. <laughs> JC, I've yeah. seen that swing. We, like, it's no, amazing. No. I, I've, re- I've retired from that competitive game and a handicap so that we can play two man scrambles yes. and have and drink more. But he, beer. he hits the ball. Like he's, he's, he's a southpaw, so it's oh, a little it's really? a little weird. Kind of weird. Oh, left. It's, it's a little weird Working to see him swing. Right. Yeah, but he's got a nice easy swing, easy win breezy. There you go. Yeah, I don't man. know what I don't know what happened to this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I I'm not gonna go. I have my golf. A little bit of urban story, so I'm just this. Look at Doug. I'm over here on the edge. I don't golf. Doug shaved his head. He looks beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Mr. Clean. Look 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 how good that is. Yeah, Coach Fresh. And he's super swole. This might be the most casual and fun (laughs) of our Letterman Live conversations at Roosters in a long time. That, again, means that football is coming back. We got football next week, baby. Thank you. Talking about the Cornhuskers. Yes. We'll talk about those Huskers and a lot about those Buckeyes. Maybe. Maybe even some predictions that I thought we Ooh. were going to get into 30 minutes ago. What are the predictions? <laughs> Don't games? even worry about it. I'm not even going to bring okay. it up. Schlitz. Well, that means they have to come watch the weekend deal. They, the weekend kickoff, man. Weekend Everybody pot house. Night. Or come hang out with us. Like I said, we're going to turn this into the Letterman yes. Lounge. This is going to be our room. Yeah, gonna, this is we're sick. We're going to spruce up this set. Yes. Right here is the sign. It's going right there, I feel. Because at this point, Roosters is, is not going to kick us out. <laughs> so nice. I'm going to set I'm it up shop. I'm going to bring my own picture. I'm going to put a, a bed in the back. 
<laughs> I'm going to make sure that they can't get rid of us. This is the best part of the week. Yes. Kicking it off right. on Monday, Lovely. 12 days away from Just get Ohio a elliptical. State, Nebraska. Doug Worthington. <laughs> put, <laughs> a little, put a little elliptical over there because you're going to be eating all this food like away. you're going to work out. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, Golf simulator? I've, uh, I've don't never, be sensitive. I've never hid from that fact. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all, I'm just saying, you know, I know. Make it nice. I'm going to start, I'm start showing up at the Schlegel gym. And you no, should. Get bumpy at 9 a.m. Dude, let's do it, man. It's awesome. So I'm not swole. going in at 4 a.m. No, don't. I don't do that either. Yeah. I'm just roll out of bed downstairs in my in my office. Well, I, I have access to an Ohio, strength, Ohio State strength coach right here. I need to be using it. Yes, well, well, you we all should be. But I also have Future a lot of Texas access to Rooster's food, coach, and I'm not right? gonna. I'm definitely not gonna. Future stop Texas strength coach. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Nicole Cox. Thanks for having us in. Yeah. Again, Thank you, Nicole. You're the best, Nicole. Nicole. Doug Worthington, hey. Justin Zwick, Anthony Schlegel, Michael Bennett. I am Justin Ward. We'll be back here next Monday. For Letterman Live, it's brought to you by Roosters. See ya. Fresh.